Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Wow, it's been so long. I even have the old canned lady. Blog Talk Radio starting off the show. Good morning, everybody. I guess we could call this a new episode of The Ruckus. I can't believe, looking back at the history, that it's been two years since I've done a podcast. Shout out to my my good sis, R.B., that I talked to this morning, who is en route, money-making Mitch, making money, getting stuff done for the show on May 11th in Tucson. So shout out to my good sis, Michelle. She might pop in. She might not pop in. You never know. You'll just have to keep listening in. But thank you. Thank you to everybody who sent me messages over the last couple years and Michelle asking where y'all at? Are you going to do a show? Where the show at? Where the podcast at? It's not the same. Where are the ladies? Where are the ladies' voice? Well, I'm going to pop back in here since it's been a while. And one thing that's always been great about doing these boxing podcasts is it really keeps you sharp and focused and what's going on in the sport. So I'm going to start off by doing these shows probably on Friday mornings at this time at 8 a.m. seems to be a good time to do a little shorty, a weekly cap-up. Show might get longer, might have some interviews in it. The old format may come back. It just depends on how much time we have, how many folks are available. But, you know, when there's a will, there is a way. So right now we'll informally call this the ruckus. If you're a first-time listener to me, we used to do the ruckus on Thursday nights or Wednesday nights, and that's where RB and I would do our long-form interviews with uh, some of your favorite fighters. If you ever want to go take a look back at some of those old interviews, go head over to Bad Culture TV, my YouTube channel. There's a link in my Twitter bio, and there's also a link on my Instagram bio where you can go in there and just go to the playlist and look for the ruckus, and you can hear some of the long-form interviews. We did some great ones. And then we also did our morning show, the morning punch-in show with RB and Jay, that all of you were tremendous fans and supporters of. And I thank you. I know RB thanks you uh, for tuning in and rocking with us. We also did some great stuff over there. So just toying around, just playing around with you guys this morning. You know I have a lot of opinions. I like a little comedic aspect to it. I like to look at some different and alternative viewpoints of uh, what's going on in the world of boxing. So that's what this show will be about from the rip, from the jump, uh, what's currently happening, what the big topics are, what people are talking about, what's trending on Twitter, but just all the latest, trying to find the marriage and the happy medium between boxing media, boxing fans, what's going on in the sport. And, yeah, so we'll come here and we'll talk about it on a Friday morning. So pour yourself a cup of coffee if you're already at work. Go get another cup of coffee because if you're listening to me, you're probably not working anyway. But thank you again for tuning in, and that's what's going to be happening on these Fridays. This week, uh, some interesting stuff in the the world of boxing that I'll talk to this morning. I'm going to try to go for 30 minutes, but you never know. You never know. So if anybody wants to call in and talk to me about any of the topics that I'm going to address during these 30 minutes, make sure you call 646-668-2393. And we'll talk about some boxing talk. Uh, We'll talk about today, obviously, Anthony Joshua versus uh, Jarrell Big Baby Miller is off after Big Baby Miller tested positive for a banned substance. I'm going to get into a little that. I'm going to talk about uh, Lemieux is off of the Canelo card, off of the Canelo versus Jacobs card. He hurt his hand. We're going to talk about some Crawford Khan. We're going to talk about some Clarissa Shields and her recent statements that she could uh, whoop up on Triple G. 
hey, you never know. She might can. But talk a little bit about that. Just the whole heavyweight landscape is a whole mishmash and a lot going on due to the cancellation of Anthony Joshua versus Jarrell Miller. The fight is still going to go on. Just Big Baby won't be in it. And I will also talk a little bit this morning about this Jaime Mungia versus Dennis Hogan aftermath. Ooh-wee. Get a little messy. Get a little messy. Of course, that fight took place last weekend down in Mexico and was shown on DAZN. And I will also make sure you know what fights are coming up this weekend. We've got a couple. We've got stuff here in L.A. We've got London. We've got New York happening. So I'll talk a little bit about that. But bringing it back to the top of the show and what's been hot on everybody's lips this week is the news that Jarrell Big Maybe Miller tested positive for a banned substance during a voluntary uh, random VADA test. So apparently Big Baby, the report came in Tuesday night from Dan Raphael of ESPN. He was the first one to drop the pin on what was happening with Big Baby Miller. He tested positive for the substance GW1516 which is a um, something to 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 aid with weight loss and stronger muscles. Just some, anyway, it's banned. I don't even need to waste your time. So if you listen to this, you've probably read all the stories already. It's a banned substance. Period. Jarrell Big Baby Miller took to to social media to say that he he didn't knowingly take it. Take, he didn't knowingly take the GW1516 during this drug, during this random test. And here's a little, here's a, a few of the things he had to say. He thanked his supporters. It's been a difficult time. He didn't tune in his social media. It's devastated that uh, New York didn't uh, grant him a boxing license after the test. And he, his team stands for integrity, decency, and honesty, and together. They will stand to fight. They will stand together to fight this with everything they have. Undoubtedly, stuff happens. I mean, we've seen some things happen before with uh, drug testing. The problem with this is I think a lot of people are not willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on this positive drug test just because he's had a positive drug test in the past when he fought under the glory kickboxing banner. So that's a, a given people reason to give him a slight side eye, but it's very, it's tragic all the way around. He's losing out on a career high payday somewhere in the neighborhood of four to seven million that we know of. Life changing money, fighting in New York, fighting in front of the hometown crowd, biggest platform, biggest fight, and the American debut of Anthony Joshua. But now, it's a wrap for that. Big Baby Miller now waits for the the findings of or the ramification or what's going to happen after testing positive for GW1516. And now the attention turns to Anthony Joshua and Eddie Hearn in matchroom boxing to see who is going to step in and take Gerald Miller's place on this short notice. We're about – the fight is scheduled to take place June 1st. A reported 10,000 Brits are planning on flying over to Madison Square Garden for the, for the debut – and we have no American opponent. So let's take a look at who are the possible replacements for Big Baby Miller and Anthony Joshua. If you're listening in, who do you want to see 
Give me a call. Let me know if there's anybody in particular you would like to see Big Baby in the ring with, 646-668-2393. Honestly, I don't care who he faces. Just give him a fight, and let's get this American debut over because their narrative leading up into this was they didn't really think they needed to come over to the United States because they had a good thing going on over in England, but now we're here, and he needs a fighter, and it's just funny how things happen that way. So here's a list of the names that have been coming up as possible opponents for Anthony Joshua. Dylan White says he's ready to go. Dylan White was actually his mandatory at one point, and it seemed like that could be a fight to be made, but he got put back on the back burner. But at any rate, Dylan White said he's ready to get up, get going, and step in and fight Anthony Joshua. But before I go through the names, just, uh, let me pose this question to you. Now that we have a situation where – they need a, a point, an opponent at the last minute. Do you think that a last-minute opponent in a fight of this magnitude, does the person who accepts the call have the right to ask for more money than Big Baby would have been getting for this fight? After all, they're saving a massive, massive, massive event from being canceled, uh, tickets being refunded, people canceling flights and things like that. So does the person who steps in and fills those shoes, do they have the right to ask for more money? Or should they just be happy to get a type, title opportunity from the unified heavyweight champion, Anthony Joshua? Let me know. If you don't want to call in, tweet me at Giandra LaBeouf, J-E-A-N-D-R-A-L-E-B-E-A-U-S. Tweet me and let me know. Do they have the right to ask for no money? I'm the type of person, and I'm a little petty that way. If I know that someone is in a bind and we've already had a tumultuous relationship, but you need something from me and you call me at the last minute, the price goes up. If I'm the person coming in and you need somebody to fight, you're like, well, you know, the four or five, six, seven, whatever Jarrell was getting would seem like pretty good. So I'm going to have to get something close to that, if not a little bit more, and maybe a few little perks on the back end and no, no conditions that you have future options on my fight because you need a competitor and you called me. So who has the, the, the bargaining power in that situation, let me know on Twitter if the person get, has the right to ask for for more or equal to what Big Baby Miller was uh, bringing to the fight. So anyway, back to the people who are possible replacements. Again, Dylan White, he said he's ready to go, jumped on Twitter, holla at him, Eddie. He said he can get in there. That's cool. The name that's being tossed around the most is Luis Ortiz, who we know fought uh, Wilder Wilder, got the uh, – knockout win over Luis Ortiz. And Luis Ortiz had been calling for the Joshua fight for quite some time. And they didn't seem interested in going that route. They opted with um, going with Big Baby Miller. They had done an interview out there that Eddie Hearn did with IFL, shout out to uh, Kuden Cashes, where he set, where he told him that Luis Ortiz is a, an opponent that could come in the future for Joshua. But for this fight in particular, they didn't want him. They wanted an American, somebody with a big mouth. That's how they ended up on Big Baby Miller. And now they have no Big Baby Miller, and Luis Ortiz is sitting around probably looking at the, waiting for the phone to ring. If you're Luis Ortiz, do you clown when the phone rings since you already said you didn't really want me in the fight anyway, or maybe I might be a possible person in the future? I don't know. I might be talking a good mess if my phone rang. But we will wait and see. What happens with him? So Luis Ortiz is another option. Kubrat Pulev, another heavyweight out there who just had the same, who just had um, a win here in Southern California. But as we know, 
that fight, that can't happen. He's currently suspended. We all know what happened with him. There was the aftermath. Shout out to Black Sports Online uh, for posting the story. I don't think uh, BSO posted it first, but it did pop up there. With uh, the young lady, Jenny Sushi, who was doing a quote-unquote interview with Pulev in the post-fight, and he uh, gave her a late one honor right on lips. I wasn't feeling that. I would have been offended. I would have uh, two-pieced him. Might not have hurt him, but I would have two-pieced anybody who kissed me without permission after an interview. And so he is suspended by the California State Athletic Commission, so he for damn sure is not getting that fight. That sucks. That's more money he's missing out in addition to the suspension. So no Kubrat pull-up. Adam Kaunaki took himself out of the running. Once his name started surfacing, he said he ain't fighting the fight against Anthony Joshua. He's removing himself out of the mix. There's some rumors floating around that he could be a potential opponent for Wilder, and he that's why he doesn't want to jump into the fight with Anthony Joshua. I don't know. If I'm Adam, I jumped in with Anthony Joshua. They're heavyweights. They're not cutting weight. If he's already working out anyway, why not make – even if he's getting far less than with Big Baby Miller, Adam Kaunaki would be making a career high, uh, career high payday. If they gave him a milli – a million and a half, I'm, I'm, I can say with certainty without hitting the good Google that that's the most money he's ever made in his career. Holler at um, Eddie Hearn. Adam, don't, don't cut off your nose to spite your face. And then also adding to the mix of potential heavyweight opponents, we've got people moving up to heavyweight. You've got Murat Gassiev, who lost who came up short against Alexander Usyk in the World Boxing Super Series at, uh, in the cruiserweight division. He was crushing people in the cruiserweight division until he ran into Alexander Usyk. He's throwing his, ring, his hat into the ring. He's got a, a deal with the, he's got a deal to fight on the zone. Could that be his first fight out the gate? I would hate if I was uh, Marat Gassia for my first out, fight out the gate at heavyweight to come against Anthony Joshua. It's a tough night, a tall order. But at the same time, it might be an ideal person to make your debut again because, against because ultimately if you lose against Joshua, he's of the best in the heavyweight division, he and Deontay Wilder. So if you're going to lose, lose against the best and make a career high payday, and it does nothing to uh, diminish his heavyweight career unless he gets battered and beaten and hurt pretty badly. So, Marat, that might be a good look for you. Answer the call. Also moving up to heavyweight is the man I just spoke of, Alexander Usyk, who won the World Boxing Super Series and is the unified cruiserweight champion. Is he the undisputed champion? He might be. But Alexander Usyk is moving up to to compete at heavyweight, and that in itself might be a bad move for him. Moving up as the unified cruiserweight champion, do you really want your first fight out the gate to come against Anthony Joshua? For Murat Gassiev, it's a win-win. For Usyk, I don't know if it's a win-win, but you never know. He might want to uh, take the fight, make a great payday, but Usyk probably made some, Usyk made some good money in the uh, World Boxing Super Series, so you don't know what could happen with him. But ultimately, now the oneness falls back on Eddie Hearn and who they select and what's going to salvage this event because it's going to be – an important fight for the heavyweight division. It could set up the conversation for future negotiations with Deontay Wilder. You just never know what could happen. So kudos to whomever receives that fight. 
I'll be watching. I won't be traveling, but I will be watching. And hopefully something um, something decent comes uh, from from whomever they select. Moving on to the next news that's been happening in uh, boxing, Gennady Golovkin will be making his ring return at last. There's been a lot of speculation. There's been a lot of conversation surrounding Triple G after the cut coming up short against Canelo in the rematch. It took some time for him to announce that he was going over to DAZN. There was a bidding war happening with him with DAZN and ESPN. I'm sure PVC probably threw a few little uh, things in there just to see if he wanted to come over to their side of the street, but he ultimately decided on DAZN. And now he will be fighting against Steve Rolls on June 8th at Madison Square Garden in New York. Uh, salute to Steve Rolls. I'm not familiar with Steve Rolls. I've never seen him fight. I've, n- I've never heard of him. As many of you have uh, mentioned on Twitter, you weren't as familiar with him or wasn't familiar with him at all, but now we are here, and he has to fight on June 1st. There had been some discussion that Brandon Adams, who won the contender recently, was going to step in against Gennady Golovkin, but ultimately they went with Steve Rolls after reports that uh, Charlo was looking to get into a fight with uh, Brandon Adams. And coincidentally, last night, I went out to an event, and there was Brandon Adams. So, of course, I had to talk to him and ask him about what happened with Triple G, what's going on with Charlo, and how those negotiations came about and how his name got put into the mix. I won't be dropping that interview here on the podcast, but I will be dropping it on Black Sports Online later on today. So look forward to my interview with Brandon Adams where he gives me a little scoop on what happened with Triple G, what's happening with Charlo, and what what his uh, what his focus is. Obviously not Triple G because Triple G is fighting Steve Rolls. But what's going on with Charlo? Is there a fight with Charlo? Is that rumor true? So I'll drop you guys a few bars on what that is. So look out for that on Black Sports Online, or I'll retweet it in my timeline, and you can find it there. So moving on to the next news, let's talk about last weekend. Woo-wee! Last weekend uh, caused some chatter in social media. Two fights caused the chatter in social media. We'll start with uh, Clarissa Shields. Clarissa Shields put the beats on Christina Hammer to become the undisputed, unified, undefeated, Middleweight women's champion, the most decorated women's boxing champion in history. Yeah, with the two Olympic gold medals, yeah, in history. She is now claiming the title of the GWOS, the greatest woman of all time. Kudos to Clarissa Shields on the decisive victory. I know a lot of you don't like Clarissa Shields and her personality, but you know what? It don't matter. She's still winning, and she's still going to do what she's got to do. I'm not sure where this kind of idea that female boxers should be so pristine and so quiet in the way that they conduct themselves. Yeah, her personality is not for everybody, but you know what? A lot of boxers' personalities are not for everybody, and why should she be any different than any other boxer? So she wants to talk her shit? Let her talk her shit. She keeps winning. She keeps putting the whoopings on people. So if you don't like her personality, it doesn't matter. Just watch the fight. She's a great fighter. She's very competitive. Her style is entertaining. She looked good against Hammer. It just is what it is, except it as a, a, a cost of doing business. So moving on after the win against Christina Hammer, 
she looks forward to the future because no matter being the greatest woman of all time, there is a lack of opponents, a real opponents, real challenges for her in the middleweight division. So in the post-fight interview, looking for her future steps, she said she's looking at, of course, Cecilia Breakers, who she was supposed to fight before, who is the undefeated champion at welterweight, or she would like to avenge a loss that she suffered against Savannah Marshall. So those are two names in contention for Clarissa Shields in the future. Looking forward to see what she does next and how long this could go on realistically because her biggest challenge might not even be on the cusp of touching the professional ranks yet. She's still pretty young. She still has time, but it, it gives you it gives her reason to think, you know, planning for the future, what she could do and what opponents are out there. Speaking of opponents, uh, she did call the stir uh, in, among the boxing community when she told TMC, uh, shout out to my dog, Billy Jean, for making all that noise in the background. He likes boxing too. But um, she caused a stir by saying to TMZ that she could beat Triple G. And, of course, the, uh, the, the purists or even people just don't like her, didn't like what she said. They don't pretty, like pretty much anything she says, so it doesn't really matter. But it gets you talking to it gets her talking, gets you talking about her. So she says she can beat Triple G, but how is that any different from what previous women champions have done? Ronda Rousey caused a stir when she said she could uh, beat Floyd Mayweather on the WWE side. You have Becky Lynch who says she's the man, the man. So women want to say it. They want to uh, say they're competitive with men athletes. You know, we've seen it in other sports. We've seen it in tennis. We've seen it in everything. We've seen it in basketball where you do kind of a mixed match challenges. Let her say what she wants. And if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. It's just conversation. It's no different than people going on their little Internet tirade. So shout out to the good champ, Clarissa Shields. Congratulations. Keep climbing. And lastly, before I jump into the weekend fight schedule, because this 30 minutes went by fast. It's already 822. I knew I had a mouthpiece, but good God. So let's talk about Jaime Munguia versus Dennis Hogan. I didn't have the opportunity to watch the Jaime Munguia versus Dennis Hogan fight in its entirety. I saw about the last two or three rounds because I was tuned into the Carissa Shields card. From what I can see from Twitter, I will say Twitter is never unified in how they see a fight unless it's a knockout. And everyone in my timeline from media to casual fans to to hardcore fans had Dennis Hogan winning the fight. The fight goes to the scorecards, and Jaime Munguia is announced the winner in Mexico, and Twitter had a little bit of a meltdown. Again, I've never seen my boxing timeline or just the boxing hashtag on social media in relative unity, but they all felt that Hogan won that fight. Hogan, so he won the fight afterwards, and he said he wants an immediate rematch. So in the aftermath of this fight, that's when the drama really took place. Boxing Scene reports that the fight had zero drug testing following the fight, and the World Boxing Organization wants the scores reviewed. First of all, with regards to the post-fight drug testing, Dennis Hogan says that he waited in his locker room for an hour after the conclusion of the fight, and he was baffled that nobody came by to try to drug test him. So, I mean, after an hour, I wouldn't wait. I would, 30 minutes, I'm out. You know, I have to catch me at the steakhouse. I just fought a hard fight that I thought I won. 
or maybe you don't want to be caught at the steakhouse if you're down in Mexico. Hmm. I don't know. Well, whatever he did, they waited for an hour so that they could do their post-fight particulars, and those post-fight particulars never happened. WBO President Paco Valcarcel told Kevin Ioli of Yahoo Sports that the lab never showed up to conduct the post-fight drug testing, and that's why it didn't happen. The lab didn't show Well, where was the lab at? They had one job to come by and draw some blood after the fight, and they didn't show up. Maybe they were turning up in Mexico. I don't know. But they didn't show up to do the post-fight drug testing. And then there's a video that showed up online of allegedly Fernando Beltran, who promoted the fight for Munguia and Hogan down in Mexico, standing behind the scorer's table a little bit too close. Is it, intimid- is it intimidation? Was he telling them, hey, you better change these scores before we burn it down in here? I don't know. I don't know. I can't even confirm that that was Bill Trunks. I don't know the man. I've seen the video like all of you. Anyway, if it is him, it looks a little shady. Why are you at the scores table? Sit on over at the other side and enjoy the event like everyone else. I've never seen an instance in all the fights that I've gone to where I've seen Ludabella or Bob Arum or Eddie Hearn or anyone like that or Oscar standing over the scorer's table post-fight. I don't know. I'm just telling you what I saw on the Internet. If anyone could confirm beyond a shadow of a doubt that that's who that was and that was happening, holler at your girl. If you're scared, slide in my DM, call my Google number, 424-261-4603, and drop that T on me. If you, you know, I won't say anything. So let me know what happened with that fight. Either way, Hogan says he wants his rematch. He feels he, he feels he earned it, but the WBO says they won't be ordering the fight because there was no post-fight drug testing. Wow. Give that man his fight. Run it back. Either way, it was a, it was a competitive fight. zone, hook it up. Y'all got some dates available. Let us know what's going on. We've got four minutes left, so in these last four minutes, I will run down the weekend uh, fight action that you should be tuning into. I don't know. Hogan Mungia, I don't want to think anything as sketchy is going on, but it sure does sound, it, it smells just kind of fishy. Or was in Mexico, maybe it smells beefy. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to it. So anyway, let's talk about what's going to happen this weekend, uh, what's happening in terms of fights that uh, we should be tuning into. So on ESPN Saturday night, Terrence Crawford versus Amir Khan. I went and looked at the betting odds for uh, Khan versus Crawford for this weekend, and the betting odds are, according to Bovada, Khan is plus 800 and Terrence Crawford is negative 1,600. I'm just throwing those odds in there for you guys. I'm not a better. Y'all need to explain it to me how that works. I just know that that means that Crawford's a favor in the fight, but I can't tell you that's the, oh, he's an 8-1 to one favorite to win the fight. I don't know what that means. Holla at your girl. Educate me and let me know what that means. So, of course, we've got Crawford versus Khan. Also on the card, Teofimo Lopez versus Edith Tosley and Shakur Stevenson versus Christopher Diaz. Shakur Stevenson is a busy fighting young, young prospect contender. And that's great for him. Teofimo Lopez, 
He is talking that mess. He's ready to make that move. He had no kind words to say for Lomachenko. When I saw him in L.A. last week at the fight, head over to Bad Culture TV and watch uh, Teofimo talk that mess about Lomachenko. He said he was at the Staples and he didn't even watch the fight. Talk that mess. You guys are under the same umbrella. That could be the next fight. That would be a good one. I'd watch it. Also happening this week, so we've got the top-ranked card happening on ESPN. Shout-out to Christina Poncher, who will be uh, holding it down, working hard as usual, women on the move, so make sure you tune in to see that. Also happening this week, this weekend on the Fox Network from Carson, California. Oh, my God, I only have 90 seconds. So from Carson, California, Danny Garcia versus Adrian Granados. Ironically, Brandon Adams, who I just mentioned at the top of the show, who could have been fighting Triple G or possibly Charlo, was in camp for Adrian Granado to talk to him about that during our interview. So be on the lookout for Danny Garcia versus Adrian Granado. Also on the card, Andy Ruiz Jr. versus Alexander Dimitrenko. And there's a title fight, Brandon Figueroa versus Yantres Parejo for the vacant WBA interim junior featherweight champion. Oh, Alfredo Angulo is also the card. And there's also another title fight, Ricardo Espinosa versus versus John Riel Casamero for the vacant WBO interim bantamweight title. So that's what's happening at Fox. I won't be in the house at the Stub Hub, but I will be watching from home, so tweet along with me. And lastly, on the zone this weekend, could be a future opponent for Joshua or Wilder or Fury. We've got Dave Allen versus Lucas Brown and Derek Chisora versus Sanad Gashi. So that's happening in London. That's on the zone. Garcia versus Granados is on Fox, and Crawford versus Khan is on top rank. Let me know who you'll be watching. I'll be watching all the fight action with you. Looking forward to it. It's 420 on uh, Saturday. Make sure you stay awake to watch the fight. I got 10 seconds. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. It was great to get my feet wet, and I'll see you guys back on Twitter. Have a great Friday. Take care. <laughs>